It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Super Rugby Podcast with your hosts, Damien Warren and... Toby Harris. Now, we do another podcast, uh, Toby. Correct. And I'm Mr. Warren, and you're Mr. Harris. <laughs> yes. And I always get freaked out <laughs> about which one I'm doing. Uh, now, if I was depressed last week about the rugby, wow, there's wow. a whole new level wow. of depression that is set in. Now, I know it's not a laughing thing, depression, but, no. but I'm down. Yes. Let's just say I'm feeling quite down about New Zealand rugby. And you know me, even when we're doing well, I can be critical of this New Zealand rugby. Tr- but do you know what? I didn't mind New Zealand losing to France. It was more South Africa losing to England. I've never cheered <laughs> South Africa on more <laughs> than I did on oh. on Saturday. Oh, jeez. What so, a bad so it was day. Like a, it was like a triple whammy because one, the the brothers from Australia lost. Yes. The Kiwis the boys, the boys, and then the uh, the Saffirs also um, made it a the trifecta. It? Was it a trifecta? It, yeah, no, trifecta. Yeah. Quad because Argentina lost as well. Oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. So southern basically, the southern wiped. hemisphere got wiped out yeah. on the weekend. Yeah, which is actually one of my points. So thanks for ruining that. That's uh, okay, Mush. But we've got a um, message from our supporters, and I think, I think. This is from Die. Is it? But Die I could pick. be wrong. I oh, could be wrong. No. He says he, he's picking us up on the fact that we're looking for relegation and promotion, mm. but because of COVID, oh, they can't. Be. It seems like there will be no relegation and promotion in the Bunnings NPC. So if you're Taranaki, yeah, you'd you'd be absolutely sick. Probably sicker than A dog. Ian Fozzy Foster at the moment. Oh, nah. No, he's no you're sick. not that sick. He's going to have two weeks in quarantine hotel to think about... To read the media. 
to read what the media is saying about him. Maybe he'll he'll be thinking, well, I've got two weeks, so therefore it'll, it'll all die down by then. But then they'll get out and it'll resurface. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of answers, oh, a lot of man. questions to answer, I mean. So um, that was a message from supporters. Thanks, Di, for holding us up on that. Yeah, You've got to keep us honest around here. What? But it's time. Oh, you've got one, do you? Do I? I don't know. You got your phone out? No, nah, I've got my phone out because I saw the care- sharing is caring. Uh, okay, shall I shall I do my ones? Yes. Let me put on a little bit of music in the background. So sharing is caring. Thank you to these people, Matt Hewen, for sharing on Twitter, for retweeting Paul McGrath, David Haylett, John Telferson, Rugby United, and the mighty Rugby Forecast. Now, little shout out for uh, Rugby United one of the biggest rugby uh, sections on Twitter. Get over there. Lots of good stuff goes on there. And Rugby Forecast is all the predictions. So did they predict New Zealand to lose? Not quite sure. But they probably did because that's how good they are. Uh. Over to you, mate. So I don't know one. No one. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Right. I had a couple of replies. I had a couple of replies uh, just from people, but none of them actually shared it on, which I thought was quite disappointing. It's not good enough, is it? No. Do you know what I did get, though? I got a picture from one of our listeners. Oh, hello. And... Any good? Gorkin. Oh, no. I think. (laughs) Not what I was looking for. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's his name. Yeah, well, yeah. (laughs) And he sent me a photo of him... In the stands, watching. <laughs> Sorry, I think again. I know. Again, my dirty Get mind. Get your mind was... out of the gutter, bud. <laughs> he sent a picture of me. I'm going, hello. <laughs> hey, what was he wearing? <laughs> in um, the stands? In the stands of the um, the island, watching Argentina. Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. Is that to rub it in that yeah. we're not there? Thanks yeah. for that, Gorkin. Yeah, cheers, bud. <laughs> cheers, champ. Uh, but up next, we've got our breaking news. Oh, uh, kindly sponsored by <laughs> Super XV. No, no, sponsored means they pay us. They don't pay us. Oh. Do they? Supported. Supported. By. No, God, I don't we think. Swap roles. We I, swap roles for <clears throat> one. Do you know what? I don't. And you think, let yourself down. I don't think sponsored does mean you're paid. Well, we're definitely not paid. Can we just clarify that? <laughs> Definitely not paid, because if you were paid, you'd buy a razor and get rid of that. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hey, Movember is not Movember, it's every Vember for you, mate. No, hey, that's not true. That's not when true. When was the last time you had your Mo cut off? I let it grow probably halfway through uh, October, so I was prepared for November. Well, that's not how Movember works, mate. First of November, you start. You don't want this. Isn't, you're a cheat. Basically, what you're doing is you're going, "Oh, growing well for November," and everyone goes, "God, that's a good effort for yeah. for a few days." Thank you. And you go, "Yeah, thanks very much." But really, it's been growing for a month beforehand. No, that's not that's not what I said. You need to listen. Anyway, come on. We've got people that actually want to listen <laughs> about rugby. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so I've got the first one. Um, it's going today's. Uh, Today's rugby headlines. As furious Island star brands opponent as a scumbag. I love this. Can I just say this? I love this for a number of reasons, but it's the Welsh. Uh, the Welsh say Kirtley Beale knew what he was doing as well. But the big one is is that Peter Omani has branded Lavanini, right, as a scumbag because Thomas Lavanini 
has been given his third red card for a malicious clear-out. And I do agree. I think clear-outs... But clear-outs are malicious. No, no. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, there's always someone, isn't there? You know, they don't put their arms anywhere near. They blatantly go in there to hurt the opposition. And Thomas... Lavanini did exactly that on the weekend. And you, I, you need I, a bit of that. Though. I think it's great that Omani's pulling him up for it. Yeah. Not just sort of saying, yeah, well, we'll have to look at the video. He's like, listen, no, he's a scumbag. And do you know who else I saw uh, do something on purpose? Was Francois Stein. Oh. He just needed, <laughs> him, needed him on the on ground. He came like, flying oh, in, didn't he? Why? I know, it was a ridiculous. Because then it was an easy kick for the win. It was a ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous. In fact, we'll some of these games on, were ridiculous. The Australian game, ridiculous. Seriously, I, I don't normally like the I've Aussies. never, I've never actually seen that referee before. He looked like a little gremlin. And you won't see him again. He's never going to referee international rugby again. He was terrible. He was so poor. He was terrible. Uh, and also, the other one was old Curtly Beale. There's a bit of debate going on whether he knew what he was doing knocking the ball down, which led Australia to be fifth, uh, 13 men rather than 15 on the on the field. Right. Already a red card, which I think was a poor decision. And then Kirtley Bell goes off as well. But I do agree watching it back, it's pretty clear that Kirtley Bell knew exactly what he was doing. Right. So there you go. It's my first story, mate. But I love it. I love, the, I love that we haven't gone magnolia in rugby. You know, we, we, we say it how it is still. Yeah, I think it's good, but it needs to it needs to stay that way, and it is potentially shifting towards Magnolia. Yeah, what you got, mate? Actually, I think I think you're kind of wrong there with being up front, because um, what's his name from South Africa, the ex coach Razzy? Yeah, he spoke out, didn't he? And he spoke his mind, what he actually thought of the game and of the referee and that sort of thing. Yeah. And he got pulled up well and truly, didn't he? And so he should. Because he, what he said was horrific. If you actually I haven't actually... He, he basically was calling the... But was it off camera? Like, was it was it someone... No, it, he... Uh, okay. Was it, we'll, was it in a, um, we're an interview? Go, we're going to go into this. We're going right. to okay. deep dive into this. Fine. In well, minute. my first one is... Uh, Damien McKenzie. Yes. He good has, guy. Great he, name. Really, though? <laughs> Re, spelt differently. Yeah. Spelt the real way. <laughs> uh, he is off to Japan. Don't blame him. Don't blame him at all. Got to take the cash. Yes. Is it clear? Is it for one year? It is for one year, I believe. So is this a sabbatical or is this, I think this might be a little bit like TJ Perinara. McKenzie is off contract with New Zealand Rugby in 2021 and a new deal with the National Union is yet to be confirmed. So he's going for one year and he might do a, he might do a little bit of a a TJ Perinara where he's not having official sabbatical. He's just off contract. But he's off contract and then he may re-sign after the next year. Yeah. I, I I have to say I um I don't blame him for this because he's obviously looked at he missed the last World Cup because of injury. It looks like he's probably would miss the World Cup squad at the moment as he's not possibly 
he's definitely the second best fullback. But they've got Bowden Barrett that can play there. They've got Will Jordan that can play I, there. Do you know they've what? They've got David Havili <laughs> that can play there. And I think that they pro- possibly wouldn't take him because they've got cover if needs be. Yeah, but this is the problem with New Zealand rugby at the moment. They don't have a set All Blacks team. It's so fluid and it's like a sieve. People were coming in, people going out. And I saw an article of about Caleb Clark. He was the next best thing, and then he just got wiped off the face of the earth. You're absolutely right, aren't you? You know, and I, I had totally forgotten about him. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Caleb Clark was amazing, and then gone. Van- vanished. Just vanished. And I think I think Damien McKenzie will be the new Lamarpe. I honestly think Damien should go. I think he should go, because too. Because he, he's, he's playing one game here, one game there. He's not consistent, and that's the problem one, with playing, New Zealand rugby at the one moment. One game everywhere, isn't he, really? <laughs> one game there, mate. One game there. One game everywhere, isn't he? He's all over the shop. He's playing in Japan, and he's playing in... Yeah, but the chi- how bad are the Chiefs going to be? How bad are the Chiefs going to be without him? Well, Waikato just won, so they're not going to be that bad. They will be, without him. <laughs> He like saved saved their blushes on many occasions last he has, year, but he saved the All Blacks blushes on he many might, occasions. He might be back, hopefully, for the All Blacks yeah, after back, a year. The problem is, is that, and we'll get into it later on. We'll get into anyway. He's gone. Uh, Patrick Tuipulotu is also gone. That's bad as well, isn't it? But he's on a sabbatical because Paddy Tuipulotu is 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 a is a leader of men. Correct. Big for uh, Auckland. We are going to talk about. The good old Razzie Erasmus. So Razzie did his little video absolutely wiping the floor with Nick Berry after the first test of the Lions, ripping into him big time. He sent him personal messages that were horrible. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay, he did. yeah, fair. And he's basically been suspended from rugby for two months from all rugby, can't have anything to do with it, and then 10 months from match days. So he can't be there on match days. What's he just got to be? He's got to be off site. He so can't he, even be in the could, locker room or could, anything yeah, like that. No, he could be. Um, he could prepare them. He can do all that, but he can't be there. Wow, this is a big, big, um, you know, big punishment. But <laughs> Razzie's still saying, oh, "I didn't do anything wrong." Razzie, you did. You went on camera. You were wearing, you were wearing Springbox kit. You were there as. He's trying to say that he wasn't officially doing it as a Springboks director of rugby, but he was, and he's just stupid. And he said he didn't leak it, but he sent it to forty odd people. This this video. So Why has it taken so long? Because, as we know, things like this take time, and I'm guessing they felt under a lot of pressure to make the right decision. There's been it's been a lot of lawyers involved as well. Oh, really? So Razzie apparently has to pay the legal fees. <laughs> it might be quite a lot. He might be selling his Cape Town house, I think, for that. But uh, And basically, Nick Mallett has come out, who was the former um, boss of uh, South African rugby, and has said, yeah, he was wrong, he shouldn't have done it, and he got to take his punishment. Whereas the South African rugby union is still saying, he's done nothing wrong, we don't know what you're talking about. But he has, he, he went too far. There's one thing to say that, he might not have had a good game, and there's one thing to be fine, but what he did was he did that did he just to control him? Yeah. the rest of the... And it worked. So arguably, he he invested because mm. they ended up winning 
the Lions yeah. tour. And they, they won it, in, in my opinion, partly because of what he did, which he made referees really think about decisions that they were making and sometimes overthinking, overthinking. Yeah. and giving South Africa the benefit of the rub of the green. Now, I'm not saying that South Africa won because of that, but we have to admit the games were incredibly close. Nick Berry did have a shocker in that first test, though. So, you know, he he's, is, got, he's got grounds, but he shouldn't have done grounds, it. But he shouldn't have done it in that way. No. I'm excited by your next story. Can I just say that? Roger, oh. two of us are sheik. <sighs> yes. Okay, so there's been a bit of chat. Obviously, he's coming to the Blues. So he's just going to play for the Blues, isn't he? Playing for the this Blues. This year in the Super Rugby Pacifica. Yep. Super Rugby Trans Tasman. No. Super Rugby Pacifica, mate. That's the new name for the Super Rugby competition that I put a quiz question a few weeks ago Blues and you got it wrong. Back-to-back titles. Oh, right. During the, sorry, during the drought. I was reading something else. Um, so he hasn't actually played any games yet, not even for Auckland. No, because they've been with yeah, COVID. Yeah, but there were still two games that he could have played in, which he didn't. No. Anyway... So he's going to make his debut at some point for uh, the Blues. First game of the season, he's going to play. And he's going to play on the wing. And I was like, oh. But then they said this. Has the team sheet come out? No, no, no. no just, there just you said, go. They've just said. So you don't know. No. Anyway, they, they said they're looking so, to start him on the wing. But they said, can, wait for this. It's mine, oh, man. Go on, all right then. Go. <laughs> so they were talking about <laughs> the wing. <laughs> no, so... Um, so the games that he was going to play at the start or, you know, the first few games, hopefully he's going to be on the wing and then they're going to move him to the centres. Oh, yeah. La Mape, bye-bye. Roger, hello. No, he but... He could be the answer. No, nah, he, he could be I the answer. I don't think he is. He a could be the player. answer. He could be the answer. Could be the answer. He's a different <laughs> player, though. He's more of a playmaker... So I think he's suited to 12. Oof. Good, yeah. I like it. It doesn't but matter. But then you need a strong, big 13. He's still pretty big, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he's not a Lamar. Look at his biceps. Yes, they are. He's a monster. They are big delightful. as well. But he's not a Lamar. He's, he's not, not a, Lamape, a gain line. But is he a... He's not a crash ball. Ooh. Is he not a nah. Manonu? No. <gasps> he's definitely Ooh. not that big. <laughs> Mate, I can't he'll wait. Be, he'll I can't be, wait to see him. That's all I've got to say. And, you know, I don't know how big he actually is. So I'm going to look it up now. But I don't think he's a a Lamape or a... Um, Ma'anonu. Or a Ma'anonu. I don't think he's that stature. I think he might be more like a um, Quinton Tapia. Oh, that's... I think he's going to be a lot better than Quinton Tapia, as in game line wise. Quinton's a good player, but you know, game line. I think he's going to get us over the game line. I'm about to look up. So he is. So it doesn't matter about 182 kgs. That's amazing <laughs> centimeters. <laughs> and he's he's only 96 kgs. Oh, we've got a problem here. Yes, we we've do. We've got a problem here, everyone. <laughs> he he's not heavy enough. He ne- <laughs> He needed to be over 100, didn't he? He did. He needed to be like 108 kegs yeah. of pure muscle. Yes. Mind you, I wonder what Lamape is. Can you look up yes, Lamape? Because I, I, I reckon Lamape is shorter 
way shorter. And maybe only 80-something kgs. That's what I reckon. No His power way. is all power, mate. Lamape is all Wow, power. you make a very good point here. He Go was on. 178 centimetres. So not that far off. No. Roger. And 97 Oh, yeah. So so maybe, 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 maybe. maybe. So I look at Manonu. Oh, Manonu is going to be, what, 6'2", and I reckon 104. 6'2"? Yeah. No way. Taller. No. Lamape. No, I mean... Manonu. Um, Manonu. Ma, no, Manonu is short. Nah, go on. I bet you I'm right. 182 centimetres. Well, I said 185. <laughs> you didn't. It was 6'2". Not that far off. Go on. <laughs> And 108 kilograms. Oh, he's a big unit. <laughs> he's a big guy. He's a big guy. He was a big guy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, lazy reporting is next. Lazy reporting. Is that you? Oh, well, oh, me. <laughs> me. Both of us. Um, I've got my opinion, Scott Robinson, on Ian Forster and the All Blacks. And okay. I was excited. I thought that Scott Robinson was going to spill his beans here and say nah, he that Fozzie was rubbish, right? But he's actually said virtually nothing. I read the whole article. It took me about 24 hours because I can't read. And then I got to the bottom and this is what it says. Despite growing support for him, Robinson rebuffed questions about the recent performances of the All Blacks under the stewardship of Forster, Foster, following the announcement of the Crusaders squad for next year's Super Rugby Specific. <laughs> with the All Blacks stuff, I leave my point of view private yes. property. Yeah. So he said nothing. Yeah. Can you blame him? No, I no, I'm not there's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying is I've got my opinion, Scott Robinson on Ian Forster and the All Blacks. Boy, he hasn't said anything. Uh, it <laughs> is his opinion. I've got my opinions. I'm gonna keep them to myself. Yeah, well I guess he I guess he does have an opinion, but obviously he's not gonna express it to anyone else, is he? Do you think that Fozzie's going to get the sack? No. Oh, do you know yeah. why? Do you know why? I really hope Do you know why? Does. Why? Because I think it was 2009, the All Blacks lost four games in a calendar season. Yeah. Our worst, I think, our equaled worst on record. Right. And that was with um, Henry. Yeah. And two years later, we went on to win a World Cup. I can't see it though. Fozzie has had his time. He's had his chance. He's, he's he's only had two years. He hasn't had two years. He's had he's worked with right. He's worked with the last coach right. And yeah. and he was in but charge. Then the last of, coach, he was in charge. The last of, coach uh, worked with he, the last coach. Yeah. Yeah. Who was successful? Correct. Yes. Right? Okay. Steve Hansen's stewardship that ended up in a very disappointing okay. loss to England. Now, right? So just wait, wait, wait. Okay, wait. I'm listening. He was in charge of coming up with a, an answer to the quick line defence, and he couldn't come up with it. Mm. He still hasn't come up with it. Okay. He can't pick a team. We talk about being successful. You keep a spine of your team. You look to keep your hooker. You look to keep your, at least one second row. Yeah. You look to keep your number eight in place, your nine, your 10, your 12, and your 15. Okay, so let's go through those positions. Okay. Who's going to start? For us in the next game at Hooker, it shouldn't be Dane Coles. No, but you don't know, do no, you? No, exactly. Right. Who's going to start in the second row? 
Uh, probably Sam Whitelock, Brody Retallick. So that's the one position we, we're, we're with so far, yep. right? Who's going to start at eight? Well, Adi Savi has sort of put his yeah, but thumb we, on it, which is all right, we, but we don't we know. We don't know. No. Who's going to start at nine? We can safely say... Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith. Who's going to start at 10? Don't know. Don't know. Who's going to start at 12? Definitely don't know. Who's going to start at fullback? 12, <laughs> no one may as well <laughs> leave it open. <laughs> Play 15, with 14. don't know. Probably Geordie Barrett. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is... He he doesn't have a Scooby Doo's no. and and it's very very clear. It's very clear to anyone who didn't want him to get the job, and it's even now clear for yeah. those that did. So, I had a conversation with my father yesterday night. Yeah. So last night, okay, and my father knows quite a bit about rugby. Very knowledgeable man. He is. Yes. Okay. I can concur. Thank you. And he said that the people around him also are not helping the situation. I agree with that. Plumtree. Chocker. Okay. Plumtree, and this is my father's quote, cut his teeth in uh, in South Africa. People who don't know what cut his teeth, he learnt the trade in South Africa. That's, that's right, where he yeah. played and that's where he started coaching. Yes. Okay. Do you know what they used to call him in South Africa? Useless. Dumb tree. <laughs> <laughs> not plum tree. Dumb tree. <laughs> Good guy. Got no he's, I, know, I know someone that knows him. He's a great guy. Yeah, that, that's fine. He's not the best so coach. So is Owen Farrell. He came, he came, listen, he came from a Wellington Hurricanes team that couldn't perform. No. So why has he gone into the All Blacks? Absolutely. Because Fozzie thinks, I don't know, honestly. And that's the point. Fozzie is bringing people into the All Blacks. Who aren't good enough. Who aren't good enough. Who are put there to fail in a way. I think Brad... They've got nothing... They've got no weight behind them to say, yes, he's done a good job, like Scott Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the issue is is that New Zealand under Hansen and Fozzie haven't really moved forward. Hansen took them over and carried on, and he was lucky enough to have some good coaches around him. Since those good, good coaches players. have moved on, then he hasn't replaced them with other good coaches, and he replaced them with Fozzie, and it's just been a, I think it's been a, it's borderline disaster. Definitely, mate. Just to go off topic a little bit, <laughs> one premiership boss, okay, has predicted that six nations for two thousand twenty-two. Okay, so he's 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 predicted, and the, everyone's saying which, that it's going to be incredible. Which premiership boss is this? Do you know Exeter, Rob Baxter. Oh yeah, good, good, good coach. Yeah. So he has predicted that France will win it, England will get second, and Ireland will f- be third. Okay, interesting. Yep, and I've put my prediction down, and I want to know what your prediction would be. Okay, so... I've gone Ireland will win it, France will come second, and Scotland will come third. I hate to say it, but I think England are going to win. Yep. France are going to come second. Yep. And Ireland will come third. Yes. Damn it. That's what I wanted. That's what I was going to predict, but I didn't want England in there, so I didn't <laughs> put them in there. You're right. England looked... Okay, I'll tell you what, though. This is, and this is something that we're going to mention, well, I'm going to mention later on down. I might keep it for then. 
I'll keep it for you. Okay, then. fine. Yeah. Um, I've got another quick one, though. Yep. Love a, love a quick one. Yeah. Love a quickie. Oh, mate, why? Why are you going to be like that? Um, the six key questions for the Super Rugby Pacifica uh, squad announcements. Yeah. Will Tuivasa-Shek flop or flourish? He's going to flourish. Do you think? 100%. Who's he got around him? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's got two thighs of magic gold. How will Chiefs cope without key playmaker Damien McKenzie? They will suck. You just alluded to that. They will suck. They will really struggle. Really struggle. Okay. Can the Hurricanes get the best out of uh, Peter Umanga Ensign? Ensign. Jensen. Once again, so he had a really good season with Wellington, didn't he? Very good. Massive thighs. Yes. Put on a lot of timber and good timber. He looks electric, so I'm going to say he could be one to watch. Because we need a big fella in the middle, don't yeah, we? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, can the Crusaders be stopped? Yes. I think they've by had, who? I think they've had their day in the sun. I think they can be stopped by, by a lot of teams. And I'd say you're looking at... Uh, Definitely the Blues. Yeah. Bowden Barrett's back for the Blues, playing at 10. You've got uh, Roger playing, obviously, at 12 or 13. You've got Rico maybe at 13. You know, it's looking good. You've what got a pair- a, That could be the All Blacks pairing. Yeah. That, that could the, be, be the new, yeah. non-new Conrad for Wellington. I know. You know, um, they play week in, week out. I think Hurricanes have got a half chance as yeah. well. But I'd probably say it's going to be out of the Crusaders and the Blues. I just think the, the Crusaders... Australia, um, not so much. I think that they'll they'll be good opponents, but ultimately they'll win a few. And they'll lose a they'll few. be beaten. Yeah, okay, they'll be beaten. Uh, can the Hurricanes stay injury free and out of trouble? I love the Hurricanes. I love their Highlanders. Highlanders, sorry. I love the Highlanders. I love their sort of energy, their uh, farming roots, their swannies. Tony, <laughs> Tony Brown, love them, but. They will get injuries and they will lose. Yes, I agree. I agree. How far can Moana Pacifica go in their debut? Could be amazing, but I, I don't think it will be. I think it'll. it'll I think be they'll some, be finding their feet, won't they? Be some teething issues, but I think that they'll beat some big opponents. But putting it out there week in week out might be tough. I, work. I just think that the big New Zealand clubs. You know, the likes of the Crusaders, the Blues, will have too much depth. Mm. Too much depth in key positions. Yeah. And like the Highlanders, maybe like the, you know, some of the Australian teams, the the Rebels or something, as soon as they get a couple of injuries in key positions, it's very hard to win games. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I absolutely agree. They're going to be similar to the Highlanders in a lot of respects, where the Islands will upset a number of sides, yep. but over the season, consistency will kill gonna them. It's going to be uh, tough yeah. for them. Yeah, that's a long. That was long. Loved it. Eh? Loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time for the results, mate. It is. Do you want to go for the uh, Bunnings NPC? I can. Uh, Waiko, Waiko, oh, I'm having a shocker, eh? Waikato. Well, nothing unusual here. <laughs> nah. Why are you being that guy? Because hey. I'm that guy. You are, that's true. Have a show. Waikato beat Tasman 23-20. Good game. Very close game. Thought Tasman were going to nip it, to be honest, but they just ran out of gas. Yeah. They were absolutely out on their feet at the end. Yeah. 
So a lot of you know a lot of players long, long overseas. Long season to be fair for them as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Taranaki beat Otago thirty two nineteen, which you know we we both predicted. We did, yeah. I did say that Tasman was going to win. You I said did. Waikato was good. You said Waikato. Yeah, I did. So you were right, and I was wrong. Yes. Like, so it's like, the international. I hate this phrasing of friendlies. There's no such thing as a friendly game of rugby. No. <clears throat> so big ones were Scotland getting over Japan in a tight game. Yeah. Uh, 29-20. Georgia drawing with Fiji. I know. Wow. And that's what Fiji that's can do. That's good for Georgia, though. Great for Georgia, but... I know. The ups and downs Fiji. of Fiji rugby. Uh, England. I think they drew against South Africa, didn't they? Should have lost, but oh, they won. They might have won by one point. 27-26. Wales. Just pipping Australia. There's a very controversial 29-28. And last but not least on the male side, France, you have to say, wiping the floor with New Zealand. absolutely. 40 points to 25. And then there was the female international games where France women also beat New Zealand 29-7. Another disappointing loss for them. And Ireland ladies beating Japan 15-12. Much closer than I thought it yeah, would be. me too, me too. Uh, and then we have had some Premiership Rugby Cup. Do you know what this is actually? I've done a bit of research. It's just, it's just the B it's teams. teams, isn't it? Yeah. But what a waste of time. I know. Should just have an international break. Correct. Like the United Rugby Championship is taking at the moment. There you go. Sensible. Very sensible. Wow. Uh, Worcester Warriors absolutely thrashing Bristol uh, 68-13. Leicester Tigers against Wasps 55-7. Gloucester beating the Exeter Chiefs 45-19. Harlequins just beating uh, the Northampton Saints 26-25. London Irish, wow, game of two halves that one, eh? Uh, Beating Saracens 29-20. 20, 21 nil up at half time. Sharks beating the Falcons 25-20. Now, I'm surprised that Bath didn't play because they might have won a game. <laughs> <laughs> they would have had to roll out their first team. <laughs> uh, and we probably won't go through no, the groupings because it's irrelevant. What caught your eye, Tobes? I've got plum tree at the front, but that was just a, a cue to call them dumb tree. Cards, mate cards for me and I know that all it the colours of the rainbow I know that it annoyed you as well it certainly did annoy me yeah you know I thought I thought the cards in the Welsh game a red card for a head clash terrible I, I thought it was terrible I think this is your typical example of an of an inexperienced referee who's refereeing normally in England getting it badly get refereeing like he's refereeing a premiership game it's not a pre- it's an international and and they've adapted the rules to make sure that these games aren't refereed like the premiership like we were we were worried about this in a premiership match back when it first started would have been a red card but it isn't anymore no they well they didn't want to pay for his quarantine did they so they they picked a homegrown fella <laughs> that's that's the crux of it um Knock on. Knock on. Knock, Knock on. on. Knock down. Penalty. It's gone back. I don't care. 
It's a knockdown. Yep. Purposely knocking down the ball. Yep. Stopping an attacking play. Cynical behaviour. Yeah. Yellow card. Mm. Scoring opportunity. <clears throat> Was it though? I don't care. <laughs> shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been a try. All, but I would say this is Tompkinson, who could have played for England, but is playing for the Welsh team, and he played amazing. Yeah, he had a good he game. He had a really good game. I think he broke eight tackles in this game. And when you think who's up against, which is Hunter Paisami yeah. and Ekitao, who are good players, and he's made eight line breaks, that is very, very impressive. Definitely. Strong boy. Khaleesi. Yeah. Yellow card. Terrible decision. He was going for the ball. If you don't know, if you haven't seen this, yes, Khaleesi. Um, so uh, I think, I can't remember who was up going up. I think Malins. Malins was going up. Uh, and Khaleesi also went up for the ball. His eyes never leave the ball. And what happens is, is Khaleesi's much lower. He jumps much lower. Maitlands gets much higher. And basic Khaleesi makes contact with him and he's tackled the player in the air as he's deemed. The referees then decide that he had no, this is what they say, he had no realistic opportunity of catching that ball. Totally disagree. If Malins had not been there, he would have caught that ball. Ridiculous decision. Yep, definitely. And I spoke to someone after the game. Yeah. And they said it should have been a red. <sighs> That's just wow. That's just they just don't have rugby knowledge. They've seen it as a fan, not an enthusiast. <laughs> not as a well qualified rugby pundit uh, like yourself, sir. Thank you. <laughs> I've gone here. Uh, New Zealand losing, but Rico being moved to the wing. So the All Blacks had a poor first half. Then they came back really, really strong. They had a good twenty minutes, didn't they? And we just were starting to hit our straps. Rico runs through. He looked amazing. The mullet looked so Clean good as pair he of heels. He, yep. Showed more toe than Roman Sandal. He did. Right? And then, right after this point, they move him to the wing. And they change the midfield. They leave the young whippersnapper on. And they put Harvilli on. Yeah. I'm a big Harvilli fan. Harvilli then goes to make a pass and it gets intercepted. And it's all gone downhill. I just feel this is a great example of Fozzie having no idea. He's obviously realised at X amount of time he's going to bring this player on and move this player there. And actually, you play with your eyes. You've got to look with the game and say we've got back in this. Let's just hold out for a little bit longer, or maybe take the young whippersnapper off and put some experience on. And he's moved him to the wing. Yeah. Ah, he had a good game as well. I thought Rico, Rico yeah, yeah, he did have a good game. Um, I've got another one, and it's sort of going back to Fozzie, is New Zealand have run out of ideas Correct. since 2007. Correct. And we, and then, you know, it's another question, and I'm going to ask you the question later on. But we, we just have nothing. You know, we used to be the innovators of rugby. You know, we used to come up with ideas that no one had seen before. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You know, but now we can't do anything right. Well, I I think that's that's a bit harsh. That's harsh. We can do things right, but 
we're just not what we used to be. I think we've got really good D. Yes. I think we've got really good broken field play attack. Our problem, Which we always have. Yeah. Our problem is from Do you know what our piece, problem is? It's from set piece. We, we literally do nothing apart from a line-out. And you look around the world now. You look at Scotland. England you look at do England, it well. You, you look at all these. Actually, they've acknowledged that first-phase ball is often the best ball to attack. Yeah. Because well, it's it is. the only because time. it's predictable. It's predictable. Yeah. You know that you're going to have 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 11 in certain places. And you can, uh, you know, you can manipulate them to create space. And New Zealand do virtually nothing. No, no, we used to be so good. So good. Especially off the line out. But going back to what you're saying is when, uh, sorry, New Zealand or the All Blacks are so good at broken play. And back in the day, we used to put teams under pressure to make mistakes so we could play it with that broken play. Good, yeah, yeah. So we cannot anymore put teams under enough pressure to then make mistakes to then let us play and in, you know, in and, broken... And do you know the reason for this? Why? We're so predictable that teams know if they do one thing, we'll do another. Yeah. So we're not putting any pressure on them because they know what we're going to do. Yeah. That we're so predictable. Like... We literally kick the ball away so much. If we if we are in a certain position of the field, which is basically if we're in our own twenty between our own twenty two, sorry, the our ten and their ten, we will kick the ball. If we are in our own twenty two, we will kick the ball. Mm. So they know put us in that area, then we're gonna kick it back. Put us in that area, we might run it back. And very rarely do we change from that. And France did it fantastically. And I think this kind of changed the game as well is when Antimac ran out of his oh. own goal. New Zealand used to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, not We anymore. would pass it. We would kick it. Of course we would kick it, but we would pass it in our own 22 Yeah, yeah. to then try and score a try. And that was the thing. New Zealand can score from anywhere. We yes. can only score from inside the 22 now. And only off about 10 phases. Yeah. Or off a kick return yes. or whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe a line out. I just think, and another thing I would say is, we're taking points. So you look at our island and you look at um, France, and when they were playing us, they get a penalty, and kick they go the they, they kick for the corner. Yeah. Whereas we go, oh, we'll take three. But our Moore was good. And people used to say though, don't they? People used to say that if you play New Zealand, yeah. you can't take three points. You've got to no. go for the tries. Yeah. Whereas now we take three and they go for the yes, tries. Yes, I know. <laughs> Roles have reversed. You yeah. know, and that's the thing. We were the innovation of that maybe other teams learn from it now they're doing it and we're going oh yeah no we'll kick three points because yeah, that'll win us the game Correct. no South Africa kick points because they've got a good kicker England kick points because they've got a good kicker Wales do the same because they've got a good kicker New Zealand do we have a good kicker well Geordie Barrett's not bad is he but he's but, yeah, he's, but not, he's not he's not world class he's not anywhere in your own half and go right it's it's a cotton on yeah cotton on I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I'm going to go with it. It's a good, like, there's 99% of the ch- yeah. time he'll Cot- get it. Cotton on? Mate? Cotton on. I've cottoned on to, on that to one. it. <laughs> um, I've got here Stuart Hogg, top try scorer for Scotland at 25, right? So, <laughs> so I thought to myself, 
is it just me or is that a pathetic amount of tries? Have you done a bit of research? <laughs> oh, I have. So, uh, mate, I, it, it only goes down to 44, right? So in, 40, where is your, where in 44th oh, position, and this is shared by about six. So, so 50th is less than this. But in okay. 44th position with 30 tries is Lottie Takiri, Joe Roth, Jason Robinson, Tim Horan, Matt Gitto, Tommy Bowe, and Philippe Salah, right? So those are all the people that have got 30. So he, on 25, probably doesn't make the top 60 <laughs> he doesn't. top try scorers in the world. And he's Scotland's leading <laughs> try scorer. <laughs> Let's look at others. This is interesting. Let's look at others. So Ireland, Ireland uh, Brian O'Driscoll, yeah. 47. Yeah, that's a great shout yeah, out there, that's isn't good, it? God, that's yeah. a good amount of tries. Mm. Shane Williams, he's scored, oh, he mean, scored over, 58 for Wales. Over 50 is good, isn't it? And I'm surprised to see that Rory Underwood, 50 tries from England when they used to kick the ball all the time. That's yeah, impressive. That is impressive. Well, Shane 49. Williams, 60. That's great. David Kempe's 64. Brian Hambana, 67. And let's yeah. be honest, they are the top because the other guys are from Japan and and uh, they don't play the high-quality opposition that um, the others do. <laughs> but to be fair to him, he's scored 69 tries in 58 attempts. <laughs> Not bad, is 58 it? 58 caps. What's the best strike rate? We've him. got no, Brian <laughs> Habana, David Campisi. I think David Campisi's the best. Well, no, Shane no, Williams. Shane 19, Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um... That's impressive. Doug Howlett, 79. Yeah. Christian Cullis, 79. Mm. Wow, there's there's three New Zealanders on 46. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of tries. That's amazing. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, I've also got here Southern Hemisphere losing across the board. England putting away the box, but they've got problems ahead. And it's like the, the All Blacks. Who's going to be their starting nine? Who's going to be their starting 10? Who's going to be their starting 12? Who's going to be their starting 13? Who's going to play on the wings? Who's going to play at fullback? I'm not sure, and I don't think Eddie Jones is either. God knows. So I think England are going to come up a cropper because they're like the ABs. They don't have a lot. Other thing was the Rob Valentini red card, which was crazy. It's hard to tackle low and stop the ball being offload. And this is the big thing. I, I raised it, as I mentioned, if we make the tackles lower, then there'll be a more offload, which is a good thing. But obviously, as a rugby player, you want to stop the offload and you want to stop the player. So it's it's very, very difficult to get that low. I'm actually not sure how Australia, with 14 men for most of the match, and then 13, got this close to winning. I know. I was surprised as well. And it took some very dodgy refereeing to go yes. with it. Yeah. So I think actually, Oz should be pretty proud of themselves over this this um, this trip. Definitely. And I know they probably won't be, but I no, think but they didn't even have a full strength full strength no, squad. No, they didn't. They didn't. So that's what caught my eye, mate. You've Good. got a you've got another couple, don't you? No, you don't. No. You don't have a run out. Oh no, you've already mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, good one, but real good. <laughs> Okay, so it's time for our listeners' questions. Yes. Do you uh, want to read... Wagwan, lads. Wow. That's good, isn't that's it? That's great. Whoa, this one's from Willow. 
What a guy or gal. It's a girl. She confirmed this. <laughs> ah, that's right. <laughs> Wagwam. How old is she? Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Even no. I don't use that, and I'm done with the kids. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed the. Thoroughly enjoying the. Pod. Anyone that says they're down with the kids is not down with the kids. <laughs> Why are you gonna be like that? God. Thoroughly enjoying the pod. Now you're back to your regular ways. We are until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> As a forward, <clears throat> I'm rather ignorant of what goes on in the backs. I've never bothered paying in any interest since it's always forwards who win the game anyways. Wow. But kinda true. Kinda true. Kind yeah, not really. <laughs> no, well not really. Did you see any forwards in that list of players? Try scores. That would have been a good one actually. No, because they give the ball for those guys to look good. Uh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I had a question about the centres. What is the difference? In roles between 12 and 13. I can't seem to see much of a difference. Okay, so traditionally you would say that the 12 is more of a ball player. And the 13 would normally be a little bit faster and be more of a runner. You could have a crash 13, uh, but I would normally say that 12 is, is... possibly more effective at hitting the ball up yes and then creating that middle of the field uh, ability to go either way either direction yeah if you go out to 13 then you've probably gone a little bit too wide so traditionally your 12 is a slightly bigger, bigger. ball carrier yeah your 13's a little bit quicker has a little bit more time so therefore looks to set a up as outside decision maker 12 passes either passes early or yeah. crashes late uh, and 13 looks to feed his outsides or her outsides uh, or get round. So, yeah, I mean, you I kind of, we have seen 13s be big, strong, and tough, but that's, I would say, not the norm. No, you're right. Um, and I, I was just sort of, as soon as I saw the question, I was like, well, Ma'anonu Conrad-Smith. And I know Conrad had no pace at all. He was like a sloth. Yeah. Um, but he was he was a playmaker, you know, yeah. he was almost a 10 at 13 in a way where yeah. he was so good at making decisions yeah. to then feed his outside backs. Now, there is a, there is a little bit of an argument to say that actually you can see a lot of 10s and 12s who are very similar. So you've got Farrell playing at 12, yeah. who also plays at 10. Daniel Carter moved. Daniel he actually Carter, started yeah. at 12 and moved in, didn't but he? But I, I don't see that being the norm. No. I think that was a that was a moment where they tried those things. And actually, I think that they are, like New Zealand, for example, are trying this double pivot, double playmaker, and it's not working. No. You look at the best teams in the world, they've got a big ball carrier at 12. Yeah. Dialande for for the South Tuolangi. I mean, he's injured now, but... Uh, Sort of, who would be um, Bundai Aki for for Ireland? Ireland. Uh, you know, you're looking at that and you're saying that that's kind of where, where we're at. But And then I would say 13 is a better defender. 13's got a tougher job on defence, yep. that's for sure. 12's... A lot more uh, goes through them. Yeah, a lot more goes through. And, and 12's a little, a lot sim- simpler. Yes. You know, it's a lot easier to read at 12, the defensive structures, that's yep. for sure. 13, it's always changing. So I almost think 13, you've got to be one of the smartest on the pitch. I think you're right. I think you're right. Because attacking-wise, they've got to do a lot. Defending-wise, they've got to do a lot as well. So 
And that's why Conrad Smith was so good at it. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was a very bright spark. So, Willow, there you go. Hopefully that, that um, explains. To be honest, though, there isn't a lot of difference. It's all about the game plan. And if a coach wants to play in a certain way, wants to attack a little bit wider, wants to hit the ball up on the edge more, then they'll have a bigger 13. Yeah. But traditionally, I'd say that 12 would be would be there. Right, mate. My question to you. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Do you think New Zealand have lost it? Or has the rest of the world caught up? And I want to know why. I think the rest of the world has caught up. I think that New Zealand are still a very potent group of players. But I think that they've just been handled in a, you know... I think they've got stale. I think they've definitely got stale. It's like the Blues. The Blues have always had, on paper, one of the best teams. But they just haven't been able to gel and play as a team. You know, maybe like the, the uh, not the Hurricanes, the Highlanders. You know, they play as a team, but they don't necessarily have the players. And I think the Crusaders put that all together. I mean, it really hurts my heart to say that because the Crusaders are not my favourite team. But I think they do that well. They have a really good base of players, and they have a good team play, Absolutely. if that makes yeah, sense, yeah, yeah. because yeah. they've got good coaches. Yeah. Always have. Yeah. And I think New Zealand don't. I agree. Wholeheartedly agree. But I think they've lost it. I think if... So, good question is, do I think if Scott Robinson or someone else, inspirational, was to take over the All Blacks with two years to go before the World Cup, do I think they could turn it around? Yes, I do. Wow. Do I think they can turn it around with uh, Fozzie? With the current coaches? I think they could, but it would take someone like Roger Tuivasa-Shek to be the answer in the midfield for us. I, I, I don't think it'll come down to one player. I think the coaching staff need to look at themselves and change the way they are to then change the team. Yeah. Because those old boys, have obviously, they're stuck in their ways, aren't they? They've obviously got a game plan and they're going to stick to it, whether we win or lose. Yeah, right. There's no flexibility. No. I've got some questions for you. Okay. Mm, I thought I could do... Would you rather questions? So my first one is, would you rather eat poo-flavoured chocolate or chocolate-flavoured poo? Chocolate-flavoured poo. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely oh, rank. I'd pull that bad boy out the bowl. <laughs> oh, 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 it might be the consistency that would oh, put me off. Oh, no. Knowing it was poo. Knowing it was poo. Even if it tasted good. Just knowing it was poo. Mm, actually, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, next question. Would you rather lose your vision or your hearing? Oh, hearing. I agree, agree. Would you rather be Batman or Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Why? Um, oh, actually, I think Batman, because he's got a cool voice. He's got a cool ride. I'd be Spider-Man. Well, and I could, like, you're actually real. Like, Batman's just all made up, isn't it? It's like, he's not actually, it's like technology. Whereas, like, Spider-Man, you're like, 
like you can shoot You've stuff You've just out. got a little suit on. Do you know what I mean? You love Lycra though, don't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman is just all technology. He's not, to be fair, Spider-Man could... Bat. He can pretty much fly, can't he? Spider-Man, oh, yeah. But Spider-Man's oh, yeah. not a real spider. He just spins a web out of his yeah, wrists. Yeah, I know, and he's fast, and he... How many eyes does he have? And, well, he's got two. Yeah, well, not well, eight. Three. Uh, eight. <laughs> <laughs> Not even sure what the next one is. <laughs> I'll show you later. <laughs> Would you rather go to a movie or dinner on your own? Dinner on my own. Yeah, movie's weird. I've been to a movie once, my own. Mission Impossible, first one. Really? How and old were you? Like young, real young, <laughs> eh? <laughs> With the snapper. Did you get popcorn as well? Nah, man, it's too tight for popcorn. <laughs> Typical <laughs> Kiwi. I do, I Did do. you bring your own pack up? <laughs> <laughs> and me <my> sandwiches. <laughs> you know what my mum used to do? <laughs> you know, like the mouldy pack of chips or crisps for this country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here you go, son. <laughs> Tuck it into your undies. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, that's it, mate, for me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, so it's time now for our end of the show. And last week we did we did the Room 101, what we put in Room 101, and I've got the results in. So last week I said French referees and you said scrum resets. Yes. The votes are in and 71% agreed with you yeah scrum reasons wow. which French I think referees. just shows how terrible our listeners are <laughs> that they agree with you <laughs> French referees was only 29% so this week there's my two things that I'm going to put into room 101 or want to put into room 101 is dipping your head into contact so we see this now you're not allowed to head high tackle people and we see all the time players with the ball dipping their heads into contact. And I'm like, listen, the rules are there to, to, to stop you from getting concussions. Yeah. So therefore, that should be outlawed, dipping your head into contact. The other one is playing in away kits when you do not oh, need to. A village. That was village. To sell a few more away will, kits. It is, yeah. I'm sure, and I know this is true in the, um, the Premier League, which is the soccer football in England. The soccer football? Yeah. yeah. They, they have to by sort of like the the rules of the league, they have to wear their away kit for a certain number of games. But do you know the reason why? Why? For some more people buy the yeah, away kit. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. Hate it. Mate, it is what it is. It is, but I'm going to say put that in. Terrible away kits are like... Put it was like the, a weird, like, the New shimmering silver, yeah, it's not like just, knitted. It's, it's, knitted. Not, it's not just, you know, Wales, black kit, look nice, but it's Wales. Yeah. Where's black? And the only reason that they would potentially need to wear their away kit is against Tonga. Correct. There's they no playing? other. Are they playing Australia? Oh, that's such a clash. Oh, yeah. Wow. God. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have imagined there were two teams. I thought it was just one big team. Yeah, exactly. How ridiculous is that, eh? Yeah, it looked nice, though. <laughs> yeah, it did look nice. You're right. Did you like the Aussie jersey? The um, yeah. indigenous I do like the Indigenous... And do you know what I always think? I can't speak. Is I like whenever Australia wear the dark green. Yeah. But I suppose it is a bit South Africa. Yeah. Okay. But, you know... But they wear gold with it. It's green yeah, and gold, yeah, yeah. isn't it's it? so South Africa. <laughs> no, they're green and yellow. <laughs> green and yellow. <laughs> 
but I like the dark green. I remember Australia a few years back and there was one day cricket, you know, teams had this lovely dark green because normally that, that, that yellow is just, what is it? Um, canary. Canary yellow yeah. is just disgusting. It's isn't it? bright. It's just highlighter. But I think they wear it with pride, don't they? Yeah, they do. They wear it with pride. Definitely. So what are you going to put in, mate? Well, I didn't realize that we were doing this. So I've, I've just had to come up with someone on, on the whim. Um, but a cards for me, I think like yellow cards are getting handed out way too quickly. And they're not taking into consideration the play or the situation in the game. Like Khaleesi. Ridiculous. The yellow card was ridiculous. Penalty, I'd be, even a penalty I'm a little bit upset about, but I, I could give him that. I could, I, could have, I could have taken a penalty. Who, who was more likely to catch the ball? Malins, yes. But it's a fair contest. But it's a fair contest. But then one referee on the other hand, is letting a try go, you know, for a knock-on. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe that should have been a yellow card. Yeah, correct, I just mate. think there's there's not much consistency. They're trying to be consistent. So what are you putting in Room but 101? The, but the cards. Cards in general? Yeah. So just no cards? No, there's not no <laughs> cards. I just think there needs to be more consistency because they're trying to be consistent, but they're not what about you could potentially, rather than sending a player off for a yellow card, you could they could just have a yellow, and then like in football, where they just have a yellow, and then if they do another yellow, they're off. Then they're off for the for twenty minutes, like the Reds. I think I'm kind of happy uh, yeah, I, if the Reds were. I think they've got it about right. Twenty minutes off, player can't return. Yeah, player still might get banned, so it's enough for them. Yeah, not no, to, I agree. The game's not ruined. And I would say yellow cards, do they need to go off the pitch for a yellow card these days? Maybe they do because then it stops them from, you know, stopping tries and things like that. So it's a tough one. I mean, an- another one that you could say is do what they used to do in rugby league. If there was a tackle or something that was bad. On report. And then they go on report. And if it's really bad, then they're sent off, which happy with that. Yeah. But it's got to be really bad, like a punch to the face. Or a knee to the face, or something malicious. Yeah, like Thomas Lavanini's correct clear out. Yeah, is so malicious. That's a red card. He's a scumbag. Scumbag, apparently. Peter Romani's put. <laughs> but I think with yellows, put him on report, and then instead of ruining that game, because that's what happened on the weekend with uh, the Australian game and yeah. the South African game, ruined it. They changed the game, banned them for one or two games the next time they play. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Might need some little sh- sort of, you know, clarification on what you of are. Course. But I understand what yes. you're saying. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, mate. Hey, listen. It's, it's, it's always a pleasure. It's great podcast with you. Well. <laughs> Just like mm, doing the dishes. One and four is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, as always, it's been a real yes, pleasure doing definitely. with you. If any people can do something oh, for us, what could they do? They can email in. They can share our stuff on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You know, reviews, five-star reviews. Yeah, I mean, sharing If you're part of our Twitter community, you want to help us out. When we put something out, sharing it with people. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and hit rugby clubs this week. So our Room 101 
we're going to hit rugby clubs. Right. And we're going to target them. Okay. And try and get them to share it on. Fine. Happy days. Happy, happy days. Mate, as always, it's been great. Until next time. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.